Blog Talk Radio. Advocare is about leadership. Advocare is about who you become and pursue of those things in life that you We're all champions of Advocare. I'll tell you one thing. If you'll increase your dream of what your life can be, you can expand yourselves to reach any The host has joined the conference. Well, hey, everybody. We're going to get started in just a second. I'm having a couple of uh, technical difficulties, but we'll get it resolved if you'll just be patient. Give me a minute. And right with you. Hold on just a second. Conference muted. All right, everybody. Well, welcome to tonight's first installment of our Sunday Night Live leadership training. I hope you are hope you're with me in uh, mind and and in body as well. If you're there, you got your notepad ready to to learn because that's what we're going to do. So let me give you a little insight <clears throat> into what we're going to do on these Sunday Night calls. We're going to do four parts. They're going to be series of trainings, and they're going to range anywhere from from uh, 30 minutes to an hour, maybe a little, maybe an hour and 15, 20 minutes. Think of it like a class that you're going to take. So we're going to really dive in deep into some trainings. We're going to go four weeks on, one week off. And so right now, that's the that's the strategy behind it. We, if we change it, we'll give you plenty of notice. And for four weeks, it'll be a, a series that will build on top of each other. Um, so you want to make sure that you're there for all four, or they may not make sense. They will all be recorded in some fashion. Some may be web, uh, webinars. Some may use blog talk uh, like we're doing tonight. Some may be live streams where it's visible. And others may just be conference calls. So you'll know. Uh, you'll know how to plan and, and, and plan accordingly. So I uh, just want to make sure that you, you understand how we're working, how we're doing this, uh, so that you can be prepared. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, I will tell you this. There's little technical things that I'm having issues with tonight. Uh, is simply with this, the blog talk service that we that we run through. They are having an issue. I worked uh, all afternoon and evening to prepare for this tonight, this particular recording. I uh, have it set and ready to go, and now it, it wouldn't upload to the site. So we're going to have to go the old-fashioned route. Uh, that's not the best, and it will require you to listen attentively, turn the phone up, and this means that maybe it's even better because you will not be able to be distracted because you – the the clarity on it may not be that that great, so want to make sure that you are ready. You understand. Uh, I do apologize in advance for how clear or unclear this may sound tonight, uh, but I will re-record it 
if uh, if Blog Talk will allow me to, I will re-record it and upload it to to our Facebook group. So then you can, if you didn't hear everything tonight, you can hear it again. Um, so once we do that, I'll let you know. So this tonight we will start a series that is uh, entitled um, "Your Journey Starts Here." And so what this first month is all about is it's designed to to help you understand the basics and get in and moving forward and how you start your business but we're we're moving we're further than uh we're, it's more than just basics from uh advocate it's more we're not talking advocate here uh we're talking in, in, in everything we do is designed around leadership growth and personal growth and how you're going to develop as a as a leader in this company and so it's funny even now as I'm talking to you this thing will not open up um and so it's it's time for the computer to be restarted. That's the goal. So I will stall. Not really stalling. I'm just going to get to tell you a little bit of everything that's going on. So just be patient with me. This is part of leadership growth. Hang on. Hang on. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna give the we're gonna give the computer a we're gonna kill it. So I just killed the computer, start it back up, see what happens. But what our Sunday night series are gonna be designed to do is to really this will be the training ground. This will be where Angel and I will really enjoy uh look forward to pouring into you some basics and some things that we're we're learning from in our own personal walk and things that we've done, um, leadership things that we've been through outside of Advocare, just in our previous life through teaching and through pastoring, uh, our ideals and things that we we gathered from that. So I hope that you will take this and understand this is some, the material that we're going forward. This is not an Advocare Basics 101. Now, this first series, Your Journey Starts Here, it is the specifically designed part one that tonight is called the power of purpose and vision. And once I get it going, I'll explain to you what that's about. Part two is going to be designed around um, speaking and understanding the battle, understanding the the, the, the basics of advocate, speaking advisor with strength, the bulletproof shield, being able to tell your story. Um, those specifics, they sound easy, you know, well, I know all that, but we're going to talk to you about, we're going to talk to you about those from a, from a leadership place, not necessarily from a how-to, but why those are important and how they affect the growth of your business. So you want to make sure you're on there. Don't think that – don't ever think that you've heard it before and you can move forward because I promise you there will be some things that you'll hear that you hadn't heard before. Okay? So then the third one is going to be – I'm going to I'm going to go back and I'm going to give you – I'm going to do – I've done a revised, revised edition of the top ten mistakes most rookies make. Now, this is something I did um, about 90 days into our business, and uh, it went pretty well as far as travel throughout Advocare. A lot of people use it and still use it, but I revised it, and kind of in the, in the course, since the first 90 days, obviously a lot of things have changed inside of us, so I've kind of revised what those top 10 mistakes look like. So I want you to be able to, to, to understand those, and then finally, the last part of this series, uh, Your Journey Starts Here, is going to be called Understanding the Numbers. 
And that's where we're going to go over with you the basic number crunching, the, the stuff that you may not understand, retail sales compliance, understanding override and leadership, how to get help someone, why it's important that when you're helping someone with their order, they're getting to 500. Now, why advisor is so important for people, why getting there, speaking that with strength is vital to your business. So this first four parts is really, really, really vital to you growing and getting through and graduating <clears throat> and getting through the, through the leadership Leaders Academy. So remember, what, what is graduation? It's when you've earned the leadership room, two consecutive schools, <clears throat> and you've pinned Ruby. Now, what that means is you may have earned the leadership room two times, but you're still the gold, or you're really high-earning silver, or you're three-star gold. That's okay. That's great. But you graduate when you pin Ruby and have done those two things. Now, also, there may be some of you who are lighting it up, and you go pin Ruby before you even get to your second leadership school. That's okay, too. But you're going to have to earn leadership twice. And so then, then you will be considered a graduate from the Leaders Academy, and you're growing a business. So you're gonna, we're going to equip you to move into the pin that you want rather than the pin that you're at at that current time. Okay? So tonight, tonight's lesson, I, I'm gonna, what I'm going to have to do is put the, um, put the phone down, uh, uh, put the earpiece in the, down by the speaker. Uh, I don't want to do that because it sounds horrible. And like I said, maybe that will help you listen a little bit better. And from there, you're going to be able to uh, to listen in. So turn your TV, turn your TV off, turn the phone volume up. Put it on. I don't know if putting on a speaker is going to help because it'll be um, it'll be pretty loud. It'll be pretty hard to understand. But uh, do everything in your power to to be able to listen in. And as we get going, this is a this is a an, a, a audio book by Dr. Miles Monroe. Uh, it's called The Power of Purpose and Vision. It's a dollar ninety-five on YouTube on, on iTunes, so you can listen to it at a later date. But no one has ever explained purpose and vision the way he does. And so I believe if you catch this tonight and you allow it to dig deep down inside of you, this will absolutely change your entire life. This is how powerful this training is. How powerful this and this is not necessarily his. It's a book, but it's him speaking at a conference right before. Um, it's before two thousand before 9-11-2001. So it's very, very, very powerful. So I'm going to take the earpiece out, and I'm going to play it, and uh, you're going to be able to listen in, listen in closely, and as we go along, uh, I'll come back toward the end and close this out. family of 11 children, one mother, one father. And uh, I'm number six in the family. I'm going to use this mic. Sound okay? And one of the things that I learned, I was born into a house made of wood. Four stones held the house from the ground about 15 inches so the roaches and rats couldn't come, out, come in too easily. I was born into a house with two bedrooms, one for my mother and father, and the other was for my sisters. And so the boys had to find somewhere to sleep. We were so poor, we didn't know we were poor because there was poverty all around us. We thought we were doing well. 
I know what it is to have your best friends as roaches and rats. I was born on an island seven miles wide and 21 miles long, and I still live on that island. Today, I have a different story. I live by the beach in a house that's almost a million dollars. I drive a pretty good Jaguar, 2002. I'm working. few dollars, I won't tell you. I'm impacting millions of people every week. I've become sought after for the things I have distilled in my life over 35 years of study. I have become aware that what I have to say, people want to buy. And so my books are in 87 countries, in 14 languages. And I still go back and visit the street of that wooden house just to remind myself very often that you can rise from the floor and live on the beach. How do you move from there to here? I have founded five major companies and a global network. I'm the chairman of the Leadership Association for Third World Leaders, which incorporates over 89 countries. How do you do this from the floor to the beach? I think that sometimes we believe people are lucky, but there's no luck in life. There is the understanding of some basic principles that are available to everybody. So I want to share with you one of the things that I learned as a teenager that changed my whole thinking, that changed the course of my destiny, and that continues to control my everyday decision-making. I believe that this is one of the keys to becoming all that you're dreaming in your business, in your career, in your profession. I want to talk to you about the subject of the two things that made the difference in my life. The first one is purpose, and the second one is vision. I want you to write this down. Understanding the power of purpose and vision. No matter who you are, where you are in life, without understanding these two concepts, life will become an experiment in frustration. I heard the theme a few times today. I'm going to address this, and you can take notes from the 
the projections from the board, but I want to follow this very quickly because of time. I won't finish my presentation because I understand the limitations we are under, but I will give you just enough to aggravate you so you can go and pursue the rest in the tapes and books available out there. But I want to talk about understanding the nature of the discipline of personal vision. Many people don't understand how success happens. And success is not something that happens to special people. It happens to people who understand the unique principles of success. First, we need to understand that vision is a source of discipline. So I'm going to go through a few introductory comments. I want to take notes of them if you can. I'm going to move quickly, but I want to just read through some of the comments I want you to capture. The first one is that the greatest gift ever given to man by the Creator is the gift of choice. That's the most wonderful gift we possess. However, the most dangerous gift ever given to man was the gift of choice. It's the most wonderful gift, but it's the most dangerous one. Why? Because man has been given the power to choose even against his creator. That's a powerful gift. The most complicated thing about life is its alternatives. That's the toughest part of life right there. Life is filled with alternatives, and that's the most complicated part. Why do I mention this? Because the secret to life is being able to make the right decisions among the alternatives. The most challenging task in life is not making decisions, but knowing which decisions to make. Everybody, every day, is a decision maker. Even the decision not to decide is a decision. The difficulty in life is deciding what to decide. And even in this conference, you're going to hear great speakers over and over again, great sessions, the workshops, and everything else. And when you leave here, you've got to make some decisions. You can decide to remain exactly what you were before you came here. So it all boils down still to a decision. The reality of life, then, is that you are the sum total of all the decisions that you make every day. That's all you are. In essence, you have become exactly what you decide or what you decided. That's a tough confession, but it's the truth. Even registering for this conference was a decision that you made. So we are the sum total of everything we decide. I like this statement made by the great first century apostle Paul, and I wanted you to see this. He said in his book to a group of people in a city called Corinth, in chapter 6 of his document, he makes this statement. He says, everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. And then he says, everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. End quote. He's talking about the freedom to decide. He said, I can do whatever I want. I am permitted to decide anything I want to do. He says, but not everything is beneficial. 
So the key to making decisions is for you to determine what is beneficial. And that's sometimes that's confusing. I have an answer for you. The key to this whole decision-making experience is the power of vision. I am convinced that everybody, every day, is a decision-maker. Even when you don't decide, you've made a decision. And I wanted to reinforce this, that the difficulty then is deciding what to decide. Because that is the key to your future. In essence, you become exactly what you decide. Reinforcement, what happens in this conference is determined by you, not by those who host it. Let's then talk about the power of decisions and vision. The quality of your decisions is determined by the quality of information you possess. You possess the power to decide whatever you want, but you've got to have the right information to make the right decisions. Why is this issue of decisions so important? And this is the question I wanted to throw out. I believe it's because discipline is created by the power of choice. What do we mean by this? The key to success in life is not just information, but discipline. Someone asked me, how do you do everything you do and still have a good time? How do you become a father of two wonderful college-age students in college? How do you become a good husband to a wonderful wife and, and be the pastor of a couple thousand people and oversee five different companies? And how do you sit on boards of banks? And how do you write books and, and they... Get the best how do you travel 200,000 miles a year? And how do you speak and prepare to speak? And how do you impact people and council governments? How do you do all of that and still remain happy? Same. I said there's three ways you do it. One, prioritize. Two, organize. And three, discipline. Tough one. You must set your priorities first. Then you must organize your life according to your priorities. And then you must discipline yourself to follow the organized priorities you set. Because a lot of people in this room got great plans, but you keep sabotaging your own plans because you won't discipline yourself to follow your plans. And sometimes we allow people to sabotage our plans by interfering with our lives. The older I grow, the more I am jealous about my time. I don't like to just be with anybody anymore. I discipline my company. Discipline is the key. What is discipline? Here's a definition I found helpful. And this is one that I have developed over 30 years. Discipline is a self-imposed standard or standards and restrictions motivated by a desire greater than alternatives. I want to repeat that. Discipline is a self-imposed standard or restriction motivated by a desire greater than the alternatives. What does that mean? 
consequence is decisions dictated by a determined destiny. In other words, a person is become disciplined when they have found something that is more important than the alternatives. And they decide that they will forego the alternatives in order to achieve what they consider desirable. Discipline, therefore, is the key to vision. And vision gives birth to discipline. If you can see where you want to go, it suddenly disciplines you. If you know what you want to achieve, it becomes your discipline. And so I stress that the greatest gift God gave man is not the gift of sight, but the gift of vision. Sight is a function of the eyes, but vision is a function of the heart. That's why eyes that look are common, but eyes that can see are rare. Vision is the source of hope. It's the seed of faith. Vision is the foundation of courage. It is the fuel of persistence. When a person has a vision, they become possessed. And once they are possessed, then opposition becomes simply uh, a test of their resolve. It doesn't stop them. Vision, therefore, is the key to passion. God gave man the ability of vision so that man could not have to live by what he sees. If you travel through the dilapidated areas of the city and visit the slum areas of the city, which the business don't ever see usually, you can be depressed. But we need people who can drive through the ghetto and see a city. People who can drive through the lowest areas of the city and see a new city. Your eyes look, but vision interprets. I want to stress then that vision is the capacity to believe what you cannot see and prepare and plan to go there. One of the interesting words used in the biblical text that changed my life was this word, imagination. I didn't know it was in the Bible. It shows up in the first place in the 11th chapter of the book of Moses of Genesis, when the people got together as one people, by the way, they were Africans. They were under the leadership of a black man named Nimrod. He had a dream that he would build the city, and then they decided to build a tower that would go up to the heavens, and, and they all agreed to do it, which was the power of networking. And then they decided they're going to do this for their own namesake. That was the only problem. They wanted to build themselves a tower and build a name for themselves. They didn't want to pollinate anybody else. And that was the disagreement heaven had with the plan. And the word imagination shows up, and God spoke and says, these people are now one. Nothing is more dangerous than people becoming one. He said, anything that they imagine to do, 
nothing would be impossible to them. If they agree to do it and they plan to do it, he said, nothing shall be impossible. That was God speaking. And how did God disrupt that program? By changing the language. And that is still affecting us today. Networking like this brings us together so we can get our language back, begin to see the same thing, but this time build a power not to our name, but to the name of the one who created us. The second time I saw the word imagination is in the writing of this first century apostle. In his book to the people at Ephesus, in chapter 3, verse 20, he says, Unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above, far beyond all that you could ever act or think or imagine. I went and checked the Greek to make sure I was there because I couldn't believe that it's okay to imagine. Imagination is God's gift for you to take a tour of your future, come back to the present, and make plans to go there. What we need to do is to sit in this kind of conference and dream and then go there in your imagination. Visit the buildings that you're supposed to build. Walk into the sections of the classrooms both established. See the factory that you own and visit the workers and shake their hands and, and look at the parking lot of your 10-story skyscraper and see your name on the top. Visit it and then come back and say, I'm going there. That's what the imagination gives you the power to do. That is what vision does. And next, big thinking precedes great achievement. No great leader has ever succeeded without vision. Nothing worthwhile has ever been done without seeing what others cannot see yet. Vision. So I see myself like this man in this photo. No end in sight to what I can become. Nothing is impossible. Let's understand vision quickly. It is sense that the poorest man in the world is not a man without money, but a man without a dream. When a person has lost vision, they've lost their life. King Solomon said it this way in Proverbs 29. He says, the poor man and the rich man has one thing in common. This verse messed me up. It says God made them both. But then when I read it again, it says, the rich man, the poor man has one thing in common. God gave sight to both. When I first read it, I thought, well, maybe God creates rich people and poor people, and that's unfair. But then when I read it closer, that's not what it says. It says God creates people. Some become rich. Some become poor, depending on how they see. He gave sight to both. Reminds of a young man and his friend who left college one day. It's a true story. And they went to India to visit. And they put their backpack on. And they collected their monies and saved it up. Went to India to spend three months to track across India to come back to college the next year. And they went to India, saw Calcutta, went to Bombay, saw the poverty, millions of people they saw in the streets, sleeping in the mud. 
mud and the slums, barefoot people, raggedy people, sleeping in among flies and mud. And one of the young men, after being there for about three months, getting ready to leave, he says, man, I can't take it anymore. too much poverty here. He said, look at those people. And he showed his friend thousands thrown into the city street, walking around barefoot and filthy. And he said, look at those people. No shoes, filthy. And his friend looked and says, look at the shoe business. He came back home from college, to college, crumped out of college, designed a shoe out of plastic. He wanted to make it very inexpensive. And he developed this original plastic shoe that we've all come to be aware of. And that was what made him develop that shoe. And he went back and fashioned it and began to ship shoes over to India. And the shoes were costing like 50 cents. He became a multi-millionaire overnight. Just a student. His name is Tom. Last name is McCann. Some people see their feet. I wonder what you see. Rich and the poor have one thing in common. God gave sight to both. September 11th is a tragedy in our lives, but it's also big business. Have you noticed? It's a good time to start a security company. It depends on how you see. It's a good time to train dogs and sell them. Because of how you see. You ever wonder why the Asians never lose any city they go into? Do you know why the Chinese always come and take over your neighborhood? Do you know why they never lose? They never work for people? Do you know why? I was in Malaysia not too long ago and I was sitting around the table with all multi millionaires and I was invited to speak to them and I was in this interesting environment. When I finished speaking, they were so impressed, they were shocked by my message and they said, We want to take you for private lunch. So we went to a luncheon restaurant, very exquisite. We were in a little room by ourselves, and they began to talk to me about life. And they said, there's something I noticed. Every country in America, every state, everywhere we go in the Caribbean, even in South America, in Africa, wherever we go, the black people like yourself, wherever we go, they seem to always be on the bottom, they said. They said, but when we go, we see our people. They're always owning businesses and always on top. And they would come with nothing, and in six months they got something. I said, yes, tell me your secret. <laughs> Please tell me your secret. Because in my country, you took over also. In my ghetto neighborhood was a Chinese store. I said, what is your secret? He says, well, we have discussed this for many years. Oh, they talk. So when we come to a conclusion, we understand now what the problem might be. I said, tell me quickly. And the gentleman in his fine tweed suit looked at me and he said, well, we believe, you see, whenever our people, he said, two things about us. Number one, in our language, there's no word for uh, chaos. There's no word in our language for problem. I said, what? He said, in the Chinese language, the Japanese language, there's no word for problem. He said, the word, the character for problem, is the same character for opportunity. So whenever you call something a problem, the Chinese call it a 
opportunity. 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 So who do you think right now are making the screening machines for airports? Oh, they went to work. September 11 gave them opportunity. You complain, they make contracts. He said, secondly, whenever our people go to an area to live, whenever a city, he said, you people, when you come to a city, the first thing you look for is a job. He said, when we come to a city, the first thing you look for is a business. Two different mentalities. You see what you look for. Changed my whole life. So anywhere I go now, I'm looking for businesses. I've been here for 48 hours. I've already seen a few. Write this down. Every problem is a business. The man who spouse has become the employer. That's how you see. Eyes that look are common, but eyes that see are rare. So vision is the key. What is vision? I want to define vision for you very quickly. Vision is an internalized clamp metal image of a preferable future. And this is imparted in your spirit through inspiration from God. In other words, God gives you the ability to actually see things no one else sees. Right in the front of them. The Wright brothers didn't have any monopoly on what makes planes fly. Abraham could have Abraham could have built a plane and flew it. Everything to fly a plane was present in the day of Abraham. Gravity Lift, air, velocity, the whole, whole thing was there. But putting it together, the vision to put it together, didn't happen. To make us successful in life, everything is in place. It's putting it together, joining the dots. We need, therefore, to understand that vision is visual reality of your purpose for your existence. Vision is foresight with insight based on hindsight. You learn from the past, you see the future, and then you get the wisdom to apply what you have. Vision, therefore, is available in every human heart. I wrote this down for you to take a note. The word vision is in the word optica. Now, the word optica means coming into view. It's an interesting word in the Greek language. Where we get our word vision from. It's the word optica. And vision... Therefore, it's defined in the Greek language as coming into view. Something that is far away, but it's real. Vision is the preferred future. Uh, another word for vision is revelation, which means to unveil something. Uh, to see the future from the present. Vision is the capacity to believe what you cannot see and prepare and plan for it. Vision is an internal clear metal image of a future that you prefer that's imparted by God through inspiration in the spirit and the heart of the human being. Where, does you get, where do you get vision from? 
And many leaders have debated this for years. Where do a person get vision from? The answer is simple to me. You get it from purpose. Purpose is the key to vision. What is purpose? The word purpose is used in the biblical text many times. It's the key to business. It's the key to success. It's the key to, to fulfillment and learning how to live life fully. Uh, there's a statement I want to just draw your attention to, and it's found in the book of uh, Proverbs 19, verse 21, one of my favorite statements by the great King Solomon. Solomon says in Proverbs 19, verse 21, he says, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but the Lord's purpose for that man will prevail. Isn't that powerful? Many are the plans in a man's heart, but the Lord's purpose for that man will prevail. In other words, you've got many plans for what you want to do, what you want to be, where you want to go, what you want to build, who you want to marry, what you want to study as a career, what kind of vocation you want. You've got all these ideas of what you want to be and do and go. He says, but I've already got a purpose for your life. And that will prevail over everything you plan. In other words, the key to your life is not what you plan, but what your purpose to be. So to God, there are three things about life. Number one, Purpose is more powerful than plans. Number two, purpose is more important than plans. Number three, purpose precedes plans. It was established long before you were even born to create plans. So the key to life is discovering your purpose and then make plans according to your purpose. Purpose, therefore, is the secret to your business. When you find your purpose, you suddenly no longer have a job. When you find your purpose, it becomes the key to your passion. It's the source of your motivation. When you find your purpose, you don't need a boss anymore. You don't need a punch clock. You don't need anybody to tell you to do anything. You don't need someone to wake. You don't even need an alarm clock when you find your purpose. You kind of just wake up ready to go all the time. When you find your purpose, Mondays become the greatest day of your life. When you find your purpose, you stop working for money. that statement that Solomon made when he says a man's gate makes room for him in the world. Not a man's education. That's why education is not the key to your success. Educated people get degrees to count the money of those who ain't got that. It's the person who discovered their assignment, their purpose in life, that becomes successful. And they're the ones that impact those who haven't found theirs. And out of that purpose comes the vision. When you see what you were born to do, it's called vision. Everybody here, every one of you, were born to solve a problem. You were created to do something no one else can do like you can do. There's a gift in every one of you. It's the reason why you were born. There's an assignment that you were given by divine providence, and only you can fulfill that assignment. That's why you got a big dream, but you know what to do with it. That's why you hate your job. Purpose makes your jobs uncomfortable. That's why it says your purpose will prevail. It'll make everything you do frustrated. Purpose is the thing you'd rather be doing. Purpose is the thing that makes you angry every time you see it. 
Once you capture where you want to go and you see what you were born to do, it begins to control your life because a strong vision inspires passion. This passion transforms and controls your life, and vision is the source of discipline. Sight, therefore, is a function of the eyes, but vision comes from the heart. Let me give you this list. I want you to write a list down here. Sight is the ability to see things as they are. Vision sees things as they could be. And all true vision will be tested for authenticity. Now listen to me carefully, George. You're getting ready to go into your face. This is, this is your big face now. I'm going to repeat this statement. This will change my life. All true visions will be tested for authenticity. I repeat, all true visions. Get this tape, please. You're going to need this tape on this song. All true visions must be and will be tested for authenticity. If you say to the world, this is what I'm going to do, life is obligated to test that. And if it is authentic, it will stand the test. If it wasn't real, life would destroy it by opposition. When a vision is authentic, it can handle disappointment, disagreements, confusion, attack, criticism, disappointments, people leaving you, talking about you, frustrating you, money ain't coming in, people backbreaking you. That's okay. If you believe it, you stay with it. It's authentic. There is no vision on a test. Some of you are being tested right now in your business. But if you know you were born to this business, I'm telling you, you're coming out of the fire, not even smelling like smoke. If it's real, it stands the test. By the way, nothing happens until you announce it. I'm going to say it one more time. Nothing happens until you announce it. It's the law of God. The law of God goes like this. Whatever you announce attracts death. Peter, that great disciple of Jesus one day, decided to talk too much. And he said to Christ, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will follow you to the end. I will die for you. And Christ says, oh, Forty-seven attendees in this conference. The host has joined the conference.
By the way, good is always right. Please write that down. Some people are so preoccupied with good things, they have no time left to do the right thing that they were born to do. I believe that Satan's greatest weapon against people like me and you is not to do bad things, but to encourage us to do good things. So they make offers to you. You know, you be on the city council. You be on that council. That council. And in no time, you ain't got time to pursue networking. Now, everything they ask you to do is good, but it ain't right. Right is defined by purpose. Write that down. Right is defined by your purpose. Whatever gets you to your purpose is right for you. That's why Paul says, everything is permissible for me to do, but not everything is beneficial. Beneficial is related to what you were born to do. Whatever benefits your dream and benefits your purpose, that's right for you. There are some people who come to you and offer you good deals. They're not the best thing. Because they didn't take you to your dream. Vision chooses your hobbies. Even the games you play and the hobbies that you involve in should be related to your dream. I imagine that, you know, hobbies that would attract people like George would be playing golf. Hey, everybody, on the, they're networking on the golf course all the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying golf, but I'm, I'm in something that's involved in my dream. What are your hobbies? Vision chooses your diet. Uh-oh. If you know your dream will take 55 years to accomplish, then you can't just eat anything. So practical. He's got a big dream, and you're stuffing yourself filled with pork chop fat. Barbecue sauce every day. Macaroni, cheese, and coleslaw. Now, you know you're not going to make it to your dream, brother. Vision controls what? Your diet. People who know where they're going suddenly become diet conscious. Because they know that their life is limited and they got time only for further prayer. They ain't got time to commit suicide with a fork. Vision also chooses how you invest your money. What do you spend your money on? Once you discover your dream, then you invest your money in things that get to your dream. Those books that are out there writing great authors and myself as well. And those tapes and those videos and then investing in this kind of conference every year. What a way to use your money to get to your dream. What do you spend your money on? Once you discover your dream, then you invest your money in things that get to your dream. Those books that are out there writing great authors and myself as well. And those tapes and those videos and then investing in this kind of conference every year. What a way to use your money to get to your dream. You know, I buy books and taste myself. I listen, my car is a, is, a, is a mobile seminar department. I'm serious. In my house, I got, I got my stereos, and I got all these tapes and videos and, and these CDs, and I keep feeding my dream. I am now in the process of building a, an, an international leadership institute. So every book I read is on leadership. It's on building leadership. I'm spending thousands of dollars on books and tapes on leadership. I'm building a global leadership institute. I got to know about this. And I read everybody, including Hitler, to see where he went wrong. <laughs> Invest your money in your vision. 
of buying expensive clothes that don't take you to your grave. Vision chooses your what? To do list. Every day when you write a list of what to do, the night before, of course, you make it based on where you want to go in life. My to-do list is very short, and it comes from my vision. Vision chooses your attitude toward life. Vision chooses your life itself. What you will become is what you choose, and what you choose should be dictated by where you want to go. Vision chooses your life plan. I have in my office a three-inch ring binder behind my desk. It's my whole life in it. Everything I want to do before I die is in that particular folder. Whenever I want to know, if I'm on track, I pull it out, just go to the section where I'm at, I know where I need to go. So based on my plan and that book, I have to live to be 97. Anything more than that is, you know, just a blessing. But based on what I need to do, I already know my gift day. Show me a plan for 40 years. Do you have it? Can you show it to me? I mean, detail, 40 years. What are you going to be doing in 2015? Or 2012. What do you plan to be? What do you plan to be achieving in 2021? Can you show me? Can you sit down and see your future that much? That's what God expects. I'll never forget the day the Lord blew my mind. He said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. And then in that chapter, Proverbs 16, a verse that changed my life, it says, to man belong the plans of the heart, and the Lord gives the explanation of the tongue. Now, that didn't make sense to me, so I had to look it up in the history of the Hebrew context. And here's what it means, brother. It means you make the plans, God explains how to pay for them. In other words, don't worry about the money. Just make the plan. Make it big within your heart. You know, don't worry about the, the resources. In verse 16, it says, to man belong the plans of the heart, and the Lord directs the steps of the plan. That's amazing. God says, you make the plan, I'll direct the steps of it. We keep asking God to direct our business, direct our plan. God says, direct what? I don't see a plan. Somehow God hasn't spoken to me for a long time. I feel like God is going to direct you where? So God, give me money. For what? Lord, help me. To do what? Show me, show you where. Ask me, for what? Where's your plan? The plan I have on paper will cost about $300 million. We're on our way. We built an organization now that's worth multi-million dollars so far, and I got a lot more to go. So every day, I got material for prayer. Here's the prayer. It's already on paper. Come on. Pay for it. Come on, clap your hands. That's how you pray. You have a material. Get a plan. He directs the steps of it. There's money that's looking for your assignment, but it can't find it. Vision chooses your life's plan. So here's the principles of vision I want to leave you with. Vision is a part of purpose. Vision is a source of true leadership. And vision is a documented purpose. Write your purpose on paper. Vision is detailed, customized, distinctive, unique, and reasonable. Vision is never that which maintains the status quo. It always changes history. Vision always demands change. 
vision is future focused. If you capture the spirit, I take it from this conference that your business that you that you involve in is too small. Go back and ask God with a big one. Don't just have a small business. Think of global business. Don't just think of one store. Think of franchising. Don't think of one product. Think about a line of products that represent your passion. Don't think of one boutique. Think of, of, of a line of boutiques that can be spread out through three states. Time. Capture the Internet. Make it yours. Send your products to the world. Let your customers be the six billion people on earth. Don't dream small. Let your vision be as big as your imagination. And God will see that it's paid for. Successful people are always doing things they ain't supposed to be able to do. You always tell when you found God's will for your life. Two things happen. One, you get excited. And two, you become afraid. You found it. Excited because it appeals to your fulfillment. Afraid because it's too big. If it's big enough to frighten you, it's God's will. Stand up on your feet, for Tell your neighbor, I'm loaded. Tell your neighbor, I'm going all the way. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to deliver this baby. Tell your neighbor, I see things you can't see. Tell your neighbor, before I die, you're going to see what I saw. <laughs> Tonight. It will be. It will pro- I promise you it'll be better next time. We'll go live next time. And that's something that's definitely wrong with the blog talk service. But I hope that you understand the gist of it. And I meant to say this in the beginning as well that, that he is a pastor, and so a lot of biblical references in there. But I wanted you to get the meat of purpose and vision out of that, not necessarily the the references he made. So it's not a not necessarily a call geared for you know just for Christians or anything like that. But this is a leadership call. This is operating outside of Advocare to help you become the best leader that you can be everywhere. Um, so that is The Power of Purpose and Vision by Dr. Miles Monroe. If you want that, go to iTunes. It's $1.95. Can you imagine all that you just ate on? Is, uh, you can get for $1.95 and have it. I've listened to it at least at least six to eight times since I bought it about seven months ago. Once a month, I try to just listen to it and get something new out of it. So Understanding this, what do we recap this tonight, is that the power of moving forward in your life and becoming the leader that you want to be is to develop a purpose and a vision of where you're going in your advocate, as it relates to your advocate business. We have to have a vision and a purpose behind that vision. I love the part where he says, you know, where the, uh, you know for me it spoke, for, it spoke to me where he said, when God, we often ask God to provide, to provide for me, and he says provide for you to do what? because you don't have a plan. So moving forward, what we need to do is have a plan. What's the plan for your business for your, to move forward? What's the plan to get out of debt? What's the plan to get a wife home or a husband home? 
And then you can begin to walk out that plan through provision. So I hope that you were challenged tonight through this audio. It wasn't the greatest, but I hope you were definitely challenged and motivated. I want you to go on Admiral Mosaic now, uh, tonight, and I want you just to, as the notes that you took, for those that weren't able to listen or forgot or just aren't a part of this, just put down quotes, just two or three quotes, not a whole lot, but two or three things that stuck out to you. And let's light up, let's light up that page, that Facebook group page, where with with quotes and things on purpose and vision. And when you write that out, I want you to put on there where you're going. Put on your purpose and your vision. Put on some encouragement. Speak life into that group. There's, you know, right at 4,000 people that are on there that read those quotes. And trust me, there are people on those pages that are on your team that they're not active right now, but they're watching and they're looking and they want to be. And they, they sometimes feel like they've let you down or they feel like they can't come back or that they've messed up too far and they need something to encourage them. Well, this is what you heard tonight. The purpose and vision can be that thing that motivates them. And you may get a call this week, soon tomorrow, and the next day, sometime this week, this month, from them saying, you know what, you, you posted something that really spoke to me, and I want to have purpose in my life, and I want a vision for my life. So moving forward to the Leaders Academy, just know that it starts now. Your journey starts right here tonight with your purpose and your vision. Hopefully you've got your vision board complete. We are still working on ours. It is just it's a ton of stuff. Our vision just keeps growing. And keep posting those. Keep sending in your pictures. Keep filling out the forms. And uh, we are going to continue to move forward throughout the week. You'll see updates from us. It's be very, very fluid. Uh, be checking through Advil Mosaic for use, use, uh, live stream mixer and a live stream training. We have one this Thursday night. Uh, a, a biz op this Thursday night here locally with Deb Fisser, and then we will also have a a training that will be coming up uh, as well. So, with that, I hope that you have a a great night. Continue to push forward in your business. Let's work out this week as hard as we can. Hit the hit the wheels. Know that other people are looking for you. They're looking for what you've got to offer, and they want themselves to get out of the hole that they're in. So you're the leaders. Have vision, have purpose, sit down with your spouse, write those things out tonight, and let's go to work this week. So with that, have a great night, and I will talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.